But no, Mike, I, w- I must have not been on the naughty list the next year because I did not receive any sort of lump of any sort of anthracite within my stocking stuffed within. None of that, that sweet, sweet lumps of ship fuel. Otherwise known as coal. I think <laughs> you're Otherwise both dancing coal. around. The- <laughs> yes, it's a very dirty substance. I'm glad we're rid of it as a nation. But are we, Steve? Not today on this episode of the Song Topsy Report Christmas Edition, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy Christmas music to figure out how it jingled. I'm your host for today, Steve Trollinger. That revised intro was not approved by the two other co-hosts. I am Nick Brigadier. And I'm on your nice list, Mike Russell. It sounds like- Unless you don't want him to be. <laughs> Ladies. Yeah, Mike, it sounds like like someone who's on the nice list shouldn't have to project very vocally to a wide audience that they are. I just need to make sure Santa hears me. He hears everything we say and do. And I just want him to know, hey, in case you forgot or you're a little on the fence, you know, sometimes you just got you got to vote for yourself, as they say. I like how you're paranoid about machines listening in, but you're perfectly fine with a complete stranger who lives in a fantasy kingdom listening in on all of your thoughts and deeds. Hey, as soon as Jeff Bezos starts delivering presents to me every Christmas, then maybe I'll get in, uh, you know, one of those Alexas. He will, but it'll be in a, it'll, it'll come via drone. But Steve, you were saying. Yes, today uh, I'm bringing the holiday stocking stuffer, and I'm going to stuff our stocking full of that Sweet, sweet, black and dusty coal. Oddly erotic, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yes, because that is what I feel all of us deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, to the listeners, Steve, uh, as all great Christmas presents, has surprised Mike and myself with the song that he picked. I only see the title, which I'm sure you, the listener, are seeing also. Joel the Lump of Coal by The Killers? Yes, Uh, so... By Last the killers. Week, yeah, by the killers. Last week, uh, we had uh, Justin Bieber, if I recall correctly. Uh, so that was Nick's little uh, torture that he devised for us. Uh, so today, I hired me some killers to torture the two of you. Uh, and oh. they're the killers. Uh, and they their Christmas song, Joel the Lump of Coal. Joel. Just wants to keep Santa warm and make the elves cozy. You know, Joel sounds like a real nice coal lump. This, uh, I'm not going to lie to you boys, this is going to get a little Christmas shoes. But, <laughs> but. Oh, we promised uh, we'd never go back to that. <laughs> but so, uh, Steve, it, you're it saying t- in, in this case the Christmas shoe is on the other foot potentially? Yes, it's exactly what I'm saying, and I'm... I hate that I didn't think of that first. <laughs> this is going to tug. This is going to tug at heartstrings, but I, I think honestly, by the end, it'll tug in a much more satisfying, a much different way. Uh, but I'll leave that up. Whoa, whoa. Don't you threaten me with a good time? <laughs> Tell me, Joel's got a girlfriend, Jolina. Is that what's happening? Like- <laughs> oh no, I, I worry this is actually going to have like a very sad, melancholy background to it, and I'm worried that all these jokes. Oh, are it's sound- the killers. It's the killers, so it will. Oh, boy. Speaking of the Killers, the Killers, for those not in the know, are a Las Vegas-based rock band featuring lead singer Brandon Flowers, 
lead guitar Dave Kooning, bassist Mark Stormer, and drummer Ronnie Vanucci Jr. Uh, they first started playing together in 2002, where they made a name for themselves due, their, due to their unique sound uh, in the music scene in Las Vegas, which was a lot different from the mostly new metal, punk, and rap that was prevalent at the time. This was 2002, or various combinations of those three. Uh, and they're actually described as a mix of uh, modern indie rock and like old school 80s British pop rock, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with their debut album, Hot Fuss, in 2004, which featured songs like Mr. Brightside, Somebody Told Me, and All These Things That I've Done, the Killers have become one of the biggest and best selling, quote unquote, pure rock bands to come out of the 21st century which I think I've mentioned on a number of different occasions on this show, at least in the old days, that I felt like like pure rock and roll, like undiluted rock and roll, has not been that sellable for like the last 20 years or so. It's really been supplanted. We haven't heard much of it. It's usually a fusion of one thing or another. Yes, Mike? Just feel like that's some of the best cocaine you could get while doing the most you know, pure, clean, rock? pure rock. <laughs> pure rock and roll, baby. We're going to be talking to a lot of pure rocks today, Mike. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. I see what you did. Um, in 2003, their song, Mr. Brightside, premiered on Zane Lowe's BBC One radio show following their signing by a British label. So they're an American band, but they were actually signed by a British label, uh, Lizard King Records, which started an association with the UK music scene uh, that has continued to this day. They've actually been much more popular in the United Kingdom than they are in the U.S. They're very popular here, but they are household names over in the U.K. Um, For instance, the Killers are the only international act to have a six-album streak of number one albums on the U.K. albums chart. Mr. Brightside is the longest charting single on the U.K. singles chart at 242 weeks. Hot Fuss charted in the year-end U.K. albums chart. Um, Samstown, another album of theirs, charted in the year-end UK albums chart each year from 2006 to 2009, and has spent more than two years on the chart. And because of that, they're connected to a lot of British acts, like Elton John, U2, Coldplay, and Robbie Williams. In fact, in a July 2005 Live 8 concert, the last three that I mentioned, Elton or uh, U2, Coldplay, and Robbie Williams, incorporated the, f- the famous lyric, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier, from all these things that I've done, into songs that they performed during that show. So they are v- well-beloved by a lot of very like big-name musical acts in the UK. So the killing it is basically what they're doing in the UK. Yes, exactly. Now... Shut up, Mike. <laughs> I liked it, Quiet, Nick. I up, liked Mike. it. <laughs> hey, Mikey, he likes it. Um, now, in fact, Bono himself, the almighty Bono, has gone on to praise the band on a number of occasions, and Brandon Flowers' vocals in particular. And this Bono connection would lead the Killers in 2006 to record and release a christmas theme single to raise money for Product Red. Uh, For those who don't know, Product Red is a licensed brand created by Bono and American activist Bobby Shriver to engage the private sector in order to raise money for the elimination of HIV-AIDS. Now, originally, Bono had asked them to do an ad, and they came back and said, well, how about we record a special Christmas song, and all the proceeds will go to uh, charities uh, related to Product Red. 
Following this first song, which was called A Great Big Sled, the Killers would actually then go on to record and release one of these songs every Christmas from 2006 to 2016, all for the Global Fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. So every year in that 10-year period, they wrote and released a different Christmas song. Are you Uh, telling me that the Killers get a decade's worth of Christmas music? Well, 10 songs. 10 songs. uh, 11, actually, because in 2016, they released an album of the previous 10 songs they had recorded, as well as a cover of, I believe, I'll Be Home for Christmas. You You know, I already liked the Killers a lot. I was into them. I like I like the songs they got, but knowing that there's all these Christmas songs they have that I just have to listen to now. That's I the mean, first, you, that's what I'm doing after this after we finish recording this episode, mind if you. If they don't feature Buster Rhymes, I don't want to hear it. They, My they standards have, have been raised after last be, week. He's got to be on. He's got to be a guest on any any Christmas song Nick is listening to now. That's it. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Flowers has gone on to say that the Christmas songs they wrote have actually been the most enjoyable experiences the band has had in the entirety of their time together. Um, and well, there's a lot of Christmas stuff, stuff <laughs> Steve. That's what I keep trying to tell you. No, it's always the best time of year, and you're gonna feel the best no matter what you're doing during Christmas. No, no doubt. But go ahead. Um, <laughs> there, no, I'm just saying that there's a lot of Christmas, fun Christmas adjacent things. For instance, fun fact, Brandon Flowers is basically Ralphie from A Christmas Story uh, because one Christmas in the early 90s, quote, I got a BB gun once. <sighs> it was during the first Gulf War, and my dad brought back pictures of Saddam Hussein for me to shoot at. So I was shooting at them one at a time, and I ran forward to one immediately after I fired to see how good a shot I was. But... It ricocheted off the shed and came back and hit me square in the head. I almost lost my eye that Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out! You'll shoot your eye out, Kit! Yes. <laughs> All of our listeners just said at the exact same time. <laughs> now, Mike, I have a feeling you'll like a lot of these songs. In fact, depending on how long our show goes, I might do one of these a year. We'll see. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. Uh, throughout the 10 years, 10-year period, the Killers composed these songs... Um, there's a lot of them. There's quite a few, actually, that are probably going to make this show, including one about St. Joseph being cuckolded by God and forced to raise his kid, called Joseph Better You Than Me, <laughs> featuring Elton John. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. A, a tr- I a love trilogy, everything about that. A trilogy of songs, so a three-part, one, part two, part three, trilogy of songs about a psychotic vigilante Santa, and... Of course, today's subject, Joel, the lump of coal, which we're going to get into and dissect now. Now, Steve, I I suppose we'll find out, but I just have to ask, why of all the Killers Christmas songs, was this the Christmas song that you felt was bad, bizarre, or noteworthy? It, It just reminded me a lot of Christmas Shoes. Which is I brought up at the front, so I thought it'd be a fun little Nick brought that in. So I thought maybe I'll bring this in. I don't think it's going to be as torturous. I don't as that was. I, I mean, I came into Christmas shoes with very strong feelings that I still maintain 100 percent to this day. But I'm, well, I, I've never. Well, yeah, jo- you'll be burning, Nick. You'll be burning <laughs> in the same hell that that poor kid's dead mom was sent to by that unjust God. But I digress. <laughs> I have not heard Joe the lump of coal. I'm very excited to hear this. Uh, so now, how familiar are you guys with um, uh, Rankin and Bass? You mean all the stop motion Christmas stuff? Yeah, Rankin and Bass animation, the stop motion Christmas. Um, 
Oh yeah, Christmas I, movies, we, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, I had a VHS oh, like, of Rudolph growing up. I thought stop motion was the bomb diggity man. I tried to make stop motion videos as a kid. They did not come out well. My claymation was garbage. I know they're not all clay, but it's like, oh, I thought it was so cool. We're all familiar with songs like Snowman was a jolly happy soul with a corncup pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. I love that version of that, that, that old, oh, the frosty, the snowman, you know, it's just, oh, it's okay. As well as. <laughs> you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. If there was ever a song that really tried to, to not just promote happiness, happiness, but threaten it to you. <laughs> you better be happy or you ain't getting shit for Christmas. <laughs> Which will be what our uh, current subject is going to sort of uh, expound upon, but from a very unique direction. So for their uh, 2014 Christmas song, they decided to evoke these Rankin and Bass character Christmas stories uh, with their own fun little stop-mation video and song that they wrote and composed for the Jimmy Kimmel Live show. And actually, Jimmy Kimmel and his one of his writers, show writer Jonathan Bynes, also contributed to the song's lyrics as well. Uh, and in this case, they are telling the story of a not a reindeer who saves Christmas, not a heat miser and a snow miser who seek to destroy it, but a simple lump of coal and his purpose in the holiday. A dissection is imperative. Some time ago at Santa's place up in the old North Pole there lived a lump of anthracite whose parents called him Joel. Joel, Joel, the lump of coal happy as a lump can be he just wants to keep Santa warm Yo, 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 Steve, uh, can you please run me through the actions of coal copulation? I'd be more than happy to do that for like, you, Mike. Copulation? Uh, let me get my charts. So uh, some visual aids here. It's when a coal mommy and a coal daddy love each other very much, uh, they get real dirty. <laughs> Mike, how else do you make a diamond but in the rough? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of squeezing, a lot of like strength. You got to have a lot of strength, pressure from both sides. Uh, well, wait a second. Now, hold on a second. This will, listeners, this will be the remainder of the podcast. The discussion of the logistics of this. I, I think that means that Joel. Now, no offense to Joel, and listen, everyone has their own version of the sex life, but. Uh, <laughs> If if uh-huh. if if we're we're gonna go with the analogy that rough coal sex makes diamonds, well, it sounds like Joel's parents were pretty vanilla, because he's still a little of coal. That's a lot of extrapolation from what a verse and a half. Also, in fairness, Mike, anthracite is the highest quality of coal, so there he's like the upper crust Ooh. or the mantle. He's and either you know in the upper and crust maybe, or the mantle. Maybe. And maybe maybe Joel inside is like you know he's truly a, a diamond within, like a like a 
Like uh, his personality. Well, you know what? I okay, guess we'll but have to find so out far we've got Cole fucking, and right. So two, two. Oh, Steve, I've been longing to hear you say that exact sentence and have there be a context for it. Uh, Christmas just came to me. Um, which, you know, outside of West Virginia is uh, is usually frowned upon. But uh, we, regardless from such uh, copulation, we have uh, Joel, uh, the lump of coal, happy as a lump can be, and lumps, as the word suggests, are obviously very happy. Uh, and he just wants to keep Santa warm and make the elves cozy. So, interesting point of view. He's 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 doing what a lump of coal can do, and and you know maybe he'd like a little more out of life. Interesting. Claus had other plans, but Joel one fateful day. Joel, you're just a lump I need. Come join me on my sleigh. So we've got here a very <laughs> Rudolph sort of verse, you know, uh, won't you ride, or won't you uh, guide my sleigh tonight sort of verse, like, Joel, you, you, I need you and your services. You must aid me in bringing Christmas to the masses. And a poor lump of coal, what what could he have hoped out of life except to be burned alive until he was nothing but ash and cinders? But now here Santa is, he's coming to Joel, and he says, you're going to help me save Christmas. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Ah, it's like being called off death row. You know, if the president calls you up. But but, oh, there's only one man. There's only one man, woman, person for the job, and it's you. So get me Snake Plissken. uh, But but Mike, the difference is from what we've established. Joe was very happy with his life, providing warmth to the elves, and now he's being ripped away from that. Oh, I mean the stop. Mo- the watching the music yeah, video. Yeah, but, but he just very because sad. you have just because you've come to terms of being disintegrated in a fireplace, you know, like I don't yes, know. Yes, but but Nick, you haven't heard the next verse. I have not. That's true. Joel, Joel, the lump of coal, heart up with Joel. I'll soon be Santa's present too. A lucky girl, a boy. So, so you see, Nick, he did have, he did have, he did have a heartier dream in mind. He, his heart, his cold heart, which I don't know how that works. That he, it just leapt for joy. Nick, soon you, I'm going to be a present. You look so disturbed, almost. And that means a lot coming from all the death metal bullshit you have us listen to, and you look so happy. So what? What? What is? What is so upsetting about a happy lump of coal bringing look, joy to the children? Look, look, this is this is me going through my own personal shit. I realize this, but this is triggering me in a very specific sense. And Steve, I'm starting to understand what you're fucking talking about with the Christmas shoes analogy because I know. I'm sensing the beginning of emotional manipulation. I am sensing it. It, it is radiating like heat from coal itself. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is a song by the Killers with some participation by Jimmy Kimmel for, admittedly, what sounds like a wonderful cause for Project Red. It They're does not make it rest Nick. any easier with me. <laughs> 
It just does it makes it worse. <laughs> no. It makes it worse, and that's why I picked it. Wait, what is Cause I, wrong? Because we obviously what know wrong? what's going on. Obviously, I have not read the rest of the lyrics. I don't know what happens in this song, but we obviously know what's going to happen. This little lump of coal has a wildly different interpretation or understanding of what he thinks he's going to be doing when he goes to be... He's going to be given to a bad kid, I'm sure, as a punishment. Don't you no, see, No, I bet that's don't not what's going to happen. He's going to go to a poor family that's freezing to death. Maybe. Okay, so even then he's going to sacrifice himself. There's yeah, no way he's a this is martyr, going... Nick. He's a martyr. Some people like those folks. Jesus Christ was a martyr. That's why we celebrate Christmas. He's the martyr who burns harder. I'm, I'm so excited to see both of you, uh, both of you right and both of you wrong at the same time. Nick and I have not listened to this song, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah. We, I truly do not know what happens. This is exciting. I, I'm on the edge of my yes. seat. I don't I know. What happens I want to know. I want to know. Freaking lump of coal. I, uh, I I, uh, I I can't wait to see you both be right and wrong at the same time. Okay. So, yeah, Joel, Mike, to Nick's point, Joel thinks he's going to be a Christmas present. He's going to be best friends with a kid. Kid's going to see him in his stocking and go, oh, boy, what I've always wanted. And he's going to play catch, but not with the coal. The coal is going to have a baseball <laughs> mitt for some reason. Um, you know, like, Joel, Joel thinks Joel's, Joel's not your average coal. He plays baseball. <laughs> he plays I love baseball. Joel, man. And Nick loves baseball. We know Nick loves baseball. <laughs> Playing it, yes, but talking it, no. You don't like talking baseball. baseball. I will unplug my headphones and leave. So help hey, me go, God. Go back and listen to Nick's freak out on <laughs> talking baseball. I don't know why that song got Don't do me. that, Nick. You'll not hear the next verse. Sleep at night. Interesting choice of words. You're just a booby prize, but I think we understand the point. He's not, he's the punishment. And all the mean looking elves, they're just, you stupid lump of coal. You have, you're not a gift. You're a punishment for a terrible child. Nick, I didn't know you were enough at the North Pole. Is that, is that what you would have said to Joel when he was getting all excited to jump in Santa's sleigh? That was my Nick impression. <laughs> I didn't know piece of shit is how you do an impression of me, but I'm no, learning a no. lot about myself. That's not uh, I, you, you said... <laughs> Nick, I, I just thought because you don't like... You know, emotional manipulation that you were gonna just spell it right out to Joel the way it was. I would, I would be honest with Joel. I wouldn't make fun of him. I have empathy for Joel. Um, I keep wanting to say Joel the plumber. I don't know why, but I have empathy for him. Yeah, I think he because of Joe the plumber. Yes, I know that's why. I don't know why I'm oh. assuming he's like Joe the plumber. <laughs> for Jesus Christ, for anyone who remembers two weeks in politics back in two thousand and. 11 um i want to see joel the plumber and ken joe the plumber and ken bone i want to see their 50 state tour of their variety show i don't uh so i would i would break this news to joe or joe fucking joel i'd break the news to joel <laughs> i would tell him but i wouldn't be mean about it but i would he he deserves to know that's true i think you would be very nice about it you might even try to crack a few jokes about him getting set on fire would you would you call him a booby prize 
from because you stopped learning new words in 19 like 40. You know what I didn't get about that? Who doesn't love boobies? That's not what Everybody that means, Mike. Everybody loves boobies. That's like, not what that means. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with Mike. I do think everybody does. However, even then, Steve, you're right. That's like kind of a very noticeably anachronistic word to throw into the song. It's to make it sound like it's an old-timey thing, which uh, I, I guess, sure, do it if you want, but it kind of annoys me. You're a contemporary band. <sighs> I, I don't know. It re- it reeks of like intentionally sounding ironic. Maybe Jimmy Kimmel wrote it. Maybe that was his contribution. Well, I suppose we'll never know. I want to know and what with, happens. <laughs> and I was going to say, and with that, we go on. A kid would ever want you. You're filthy as can be. And now you have to go and live with one who's been naughty. But I may keep poor Joe crying and you pollute the air CO2 and mercury. Ah, your goddamn libs! Ah, just let them live! This was the first assault. <laughs> this was the first salvo of the war on Christmas, and it was hurled by the libs. Is that what you're saying, Mike? The, ah, it's the war on yeah. Christmas and the war on coal. Their favorite wars. <laughs> what? Two birds, one piece of coal. That's what the... Oh, God. And Santa said fracking's the best. Everyone should try. Oh, I'm Obvious. curious uh, to see if this is a one-off line or if this whole song is now going to take an environmental spin. Uh, for, for those who, who might have not caught that, uh, what kid would ever want you? You're filthy. You're filthy as can be. Now you have to go and be with someone who's naughty. And Joel cried, but I make heat and electricity. You pollute the air with CO2 and mercury. God! Joel, Joel, the lump of coal fell down upon his knees. He has knees? I don't want to live with the naughty kid. Don't make me Santa, please. But Santa laughed his jolly laugh. Oh, oh, you stupid lump. <laughs> You're just the thing to teach this brat that Santa ain't no chump. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! What a nihilistic world Joel the Lump of Coal lives in. <sighs> yeah, so uh, you, th- you would think, oh man, surely Santa won't stand by and allow the elves to treat poor Joel this way. And Joel fell up down upon his non-existent knees yes. and begged Santa, don't make me go live with a naughty child, please. But Santa laughed his jolly laugh. Ho, 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 you stupid lump. You stupid lump. See, I'm liking the, I, I'm liking the song a little bit more now. I knew you would, oh, you you're sick so, bastard. You, you're sick. No, because, the, because the song is starting to push into, like, it's so dark and mean-spirited to Joel, it's almost becoming funny. Like, it's going so over... Like, Santa's against him, the elves are against him, the toys are against him. Like, everything is going wrong for this poor lump of coal, and we're only two minutes into the song. Santa should not be using that sort of language. Santa laughed his jolly laugh. Ho, 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 you stupid bitch. <laughs> I, 
I just wonder, like, or or is he allowed to? Because he's got the lists, but you know, who gives a shit if he's naughty or nice? He's making all the presents. Which I guess says a lot about society, doesn't it? It does. If you're making all the money and you're you're donating to all the charities, and who the hell's gonna come at you if you murder somebody? You know? Whoa! Wait, where did murder come from? <laughs> well, you know, if you did <laughs> why did naughty. you jump to murder? That's one of the different killers' Christmas songs that I'll cover next year. <laughs> I mean, the whole band being wanted for murder would be the most unsurprising band in the world to have that happen to. <laughs> oh, it's not just the killers who are wanted for murder, but I won't get too much into it. Oh. Okay, just dangle that little ornament above us. For 364 more days. Uh, so Santa Santa wants to prove that he ain't no chump. He's not going to let some snot-nosed brat... <laughs> Who did? Who just pulled a bunch of shit 364 days out of the year, and then spent like a whole day doing vaguely nice things to just sort of make up for it? He's not gonna let that kid pull the wool over his eyes. He's no chump. He's gonna send Joel in to do his dirty work. <laughs> and as Cole, well, that's all he can do. What? I yes, Nick. God, God. That's how that's Santa obviously keeps what I was just <laughs> talking about. I know, right? because <laughs> he's cool <laughs> i'm i'm sending to nick's house joe joe the lump of dough oh oh because he's got celiacs <laughs> that's right because he's got that incurable autoimmune disorder hey merry christmas <laughs> oh what what you're allowed to joke about your incurable autoimmune disorder but other people who don't have it aren't that's selfish nick you're selfish. I, I can't wait till my my DNA activates it so then I can make fun of it. That's what is that how it works? Oh yes, Mike. That will be the happiest day of your life. It'll be the happiest day of Nick's. <laughs> he revels in the sadness of others, like Joel, the lump of coal, as huh. we'll see. They flew, and before he knew, Joel was in a sack. He cried and yelled to Santa Claus, why don't we just go back? Christmas morning, and much to Joe's surprise, he saw more with the saddest face, tears were in his eyes. Okay, is it a multiple choice question, Steve, about what this kid is sad about? Uh, I didn't prepare a quiz, but no, I could pop one. I, uh, uh, Mike, what do you think? I think the fire just went out. You know, this kid was maybe stealing, stealing stuff. To try to, you know, help his family out, but they got no heat, Nick. They turned off the heat and and the fire just went out and he's about to reach into his stocking for a little surprise. For Cole. I uh I I also want to point out that Santa has now kidnapped this lump of coal, essentially. <laughs> well, the lump of coal was sounded like he was kind of in like an indentured servitude position, so I don't think he really had a, a choice. So you use the phrase indentured servitude. So what you're saying is this lump of coal traveled across the ocean to the North Pole okay. and paid for passage uh, on said ship <laughs> with yeah. promises of work for a in- certain amount of time to be okay, indentured Steve, to... Okay, Steve, if you want to extrapolate this backstory from what I said, sure. I'm just Jesus. saying in the goddamn stupid two minutes, 30 seconds song that the killers put together, it sounds like this lump of coal doesn't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, okay, joke, I, just, I got something I just can't say. I can't, so just go. 
<laughs> I think we, Steve we knows should... exactly what I want to say. Let's yeah, let's continue because Mike will say it and Nick will leave it in. <laughs> yeah, he will. Kids spit in fire, which is why it's great to have coal. Yeah, this poor little boy picks up the lump of coal. He's sad because he wanted presents, so Mike was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, I really jumped to some crazy conclusions on Santa being the jolly old elf he's supposed to be, and like more meanings for coal. Um, But I, Santa's just an asshole. Yeah, you really, you really gave a lot of people the benefit of the doubt, and they took it and ran with it. No, it's a very modernistic interpretation in that, oh, all the heroes of the past, now it's fashionable for them to become the villains of the present. And I I, I mean, I'm here for it a little bit. I like the idea of Santa being a piece of shit. Oh, uh, just, oh, just tear them all down. Every last one yeah, of them. <laughs> yeah, I've been, reading, I've been reading this book, and boy, the shit Abraham Lincoln did. Oh, the children he pushed into the mud. Oh, so many of them. He was so tall, it was easy for him. He was a bad dad. <laughs> hey, it's not his fault. His kids kept dying. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe if he hadn't ran for president, saved the union, and freed the slaves, he would have kept his kids alive. Is that what you're saying, Mike? If you look at every great man in history, they were almost always a terrible dad. And I, I air quotes for FDR. Great FDR was, oh, man, FDR was such a terrible dad. I won't get into it now, but I was watching the Ken Burns Roosevelt documentary, and every time I'm like, oh, yeah, he was like a really good dad when he was around. And then he spent, like, after he got polio, he spent, like, six years where he didn't see them because he was on a boat in Florida trying to walk again. Oh, and then when God he came back, he, was he just, takes some time to... Tra- Why weren't they on the boat with him? Oh, because he had polio. They were in contagious. school. Uh, oh, okay. Why wouldn't they? Why couldn't they just zoom from classes? I'm sure they had Wi-Fi on the boat. But I digress. So yeah, we're we, talking about uh, FDR. I think we digress from yeah. Joel to Cole. When, when I'm president, family comes first. All right, I'll take on. I'll take on anybody. Is that why they're called the first family? <laughs> That's right, Steve. Don't worry, I'll come second. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not selfish. Not in my experience. <laughs> I meant that. I meant that as an what, insult you, towards no, Mike. What do you mean, Steve? I meant that as an insult towards Mike. Look, I know you guys have done some <laughs> podcast recordings without me, but I, I don't know what you guys are up to. Look, look, we'll save that conversation for another time. Just Mike, we, Mike, and I have talked about this. Okay, he knows what he did. Uh, Steve. So this poor Steve, child. Steve, I can't believe you'd reveal such things. This oh, poor no. child. Just wanted shut up, Mike. This poor child just the fan wanted. The fiction's gonna get out of control now. That's it. We... <laughs> the rampant song topsy fan fiction is already bad enough, but now you're just adding fuel to the fire. You're adding coal to the fire. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call it slash fiction. Oh God, yes, Steve. You. Do. All right, Steve. Yes, you were. Gonna you play... just hate it when other people do it, Nick. You just hate it when other people do it. I just hate it when you two do it without me. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you'll have to jump in next time. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> I don't know, Nick. Maybe this Christmas morning you'll find a giant box that maybe fits two human beings inside of it under your tree. It's a giant gluten-free cake. What could this possibly be for? <laughs> Anywho, so the little kid thought he was going to get presents, right? Yes. And instead he got some coal, and it made him very, very sad. But having a sense of self-awareness that is lacking in most of today's youth, he realized his own shortcomings and thought to himself, I guess I deserve this. But just because I deserve it doesn't mean that some guy that I've never met who I'll never meet, who lives completely unremoved from my life and context and has no idea what my life is like, sure, he'll pass judgment on me because that's the life he has to live, I guess. And the, he's the sadder for it. I'm not sad. San is fucking sad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not him. As he's, tra- as he's crying tears. He's, tra- he's shouting this through tears. Fuck you, Santa. You know, if I had to be the guy who made kids cry, I wouldn't want to be Santa, so fuck you. Uh, it's like the people who are all upset at Facebook for doing all sorts of terrible shit and taking all their information and recording their conversations through the You mean app. people like you, Mike? <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, ah, f- fuck Zuckerberg. I'm glad I'm not him. And then meanwhile, I'm just sitting here without my billion dollars. And I think I say, or meanwhile, I'm sharing this thought as a Facebook status. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not him. I don't need my own Hawaiian island. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, but uh, the song song reaches its climax. It turns him hard and cruel. But I know how to make your pain into a precious jewel. Oh, Nick's gonna hate it. Joel, (laughs) Joel, the lump of coal, knew what he must do. He said, now I know the reason why I got sent to you. Because when a person hurts inside, it turns him hard and cruel, much like myself, a lump of coal. But I know how to make your pain into a precious jewel. Nick's hand is at his temple. He's rubbing his eyes, probably because he's misty. I'm going to assume it's because he's misty. Uh, are you misty-eyed, Nick? Are you kids? Well, we know what's coming. Let's not prevaricate. Let's get right to it for hey, Nick. <laughs> young man, you squeeze with all your might. That shines bright. Oh. Joe, Joe, the lump of coal. He gave his life away. Oh, one good naughty little boy of a diamond on Christmas Day. Wow. Pays to be an asshole, don't it? You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta take on the man and you make the money. And that little boy <laughs> was Donald Trump. <laughs> Taught his very first and most valuable life lesson. You can be a dick all the time, and somehow you'll still get a diamond out of the deal. I love it. You know what? That kid had guts, man. That kid also had guts. Also superhuman strength. 
because he fused a lump of coal into diamond with his bare hands. He was that angry, Steve. See that it he couldn't had... it couldn't have been Trump. His hands would be too little to do that. Exactly. So this child is able to, with his bare hands, fuse coal, fuse carbon, compress it with such pressure and force that one could normally only find between the mantle and the core of the earth, in his, and just oh, right in his bare hands and turn Joel into a diamond, killing him in the process. Evidently, coal spirituality ends at diamond transformation. I hate that. Why can't Joel be a diamond? You know? Why can't he... Because um, then it wouldn't be as blatantly emotionally manipulative, Mike. Nick, whether or not Joel's dead or alive... He's dead. <laughs> would not it change It says it right the, there. He gave his life away. Well, you know what? As I had said previously, I still appreciate it. Whether he threw himself in a fire or lost his life becoming a diamond... He's a martyr, and that's what Christmas is about. Okay, I, I, I'm glad you giving brought... Giving up, giving things up, giving things up for for other people to make life a little better. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because I honestly, I'm, I'm trying my best to be objective here. I truly want oh, to no, know... Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I brought this so you don't be objective. I know you're freaking poking me with a stick this entire time. <laughs> hey, hey, let's see what he does. Let's see what he fucking does. <laughs> I want to know... Honestly, what is the moral of this song? If you are shitty all year round, somehow you uh, but possess the strength of the god Zeus and Hercules, you can still get a pretty decent present. Exactly. Okay, so in that context, in that in that interpretation, Steve, the song is about the kid and Joel the lump of coal is just an accessory towards his journey of being a bad kid and still being rewarded. Oh, no, wait, you're right. I'm sorry. It's about self-sacrifice. Never mind. Okay, okay. So now you're saying it's about self-sacrifice. Okay, as the titular character, Joel the lump of coal, that makes sense. So Joel had no choice but to go with Santa and had no choice to be given to a kid where his only option was essentially to sacrifice himself. So that posits a world where... Fate exists. We have no choice. We have no agency. Joel was sent to die a la Christ, I guess. Oh, I forgot to mention, Joel's a Calvinist. Oh, he's one of the, what, 44,000 other pieces of coal that will go to heaven? 144,000, yes. yeah. So he's predetermined to go to heaven. So um, I don't well, remember Nick, that also, lyric, but okay. Nick, you're also neglecting the fact that in earlier in the song, Joel's greatest wish was to become a friend to a child. He, he, I hope I'm a present to a child who becomes my friend, and we play catch, and we snuggle uh, together at night, and, and uh, we keep each other company. And the song makes it seem like that's not what's going to happen. You're just going to be used as a punishment. But then when the kid gets Joel the lump of coal, he says, you can be my friend. Joel got what he wanted. This kid wasn't going to throw him away. He said, I will be your friend. He was going to get what he wanted and still chose to make the kid happy. No, it's like one of those... Instead of getting what he wanted. No, no, it's like one of those evil wish fulfillment uh, creep show segments. It's like he wanted to be someone's friend, but he didn't realize he'd have to die to do it. 
So it's a, it's Stephen King. It's a Stephen King. Uh, uh, um, yes, be careful what you wish for. This said. is a horror story. Now it's, hold it's needful on, things all over again. Hold on, before Joel dreamed of being a children's friend, which he only started really thinking about after he realized Santa was bringing him on the sleigh ride. Mm-hmm. He wanted to keep Santa and the elves cozy and warm. Yes. Which was going to be a self-sacrifice anyway. The guy's always been a martyr. He wanted to die for okay, somebody Okay, Cole, even if life. you're heating coal, it's still, I don't think they were implying Joel, the lump of coal, would die from keeping the elves warm. What do you think happens to coal after you set it on fire, I mean, Nick? eventually, yes, but it can retain its general shape. I'm sure little chunks of Joel would still be kicking. Chunks of Joel. <laughs> I think if you can't Chunks of Joel, name for a band, I call yeah, it. Yeah, pieces of you, chunks of Joel. <laughs> But here's the thing, right? Paula Mudd. The, the boy, the the boy realizes he's been naughty, and he's like, "It's true. I'm a sinner. I've done some things that have been regrettable. But you know what? You're just a lump of coal, and most people are just gonna dispose of you and get rid of it. But you know what? You." You're my friend. Jesus Christ. No. Okay. So so here no, I, I'm not gonna let us have a fun, warm, cozy conclusion to this. Because there's a... oh, did you see uh the horror documentary Horror Noir? The uh shutter? I, I did not so know. Go on and tell me about it. Okay, so very quickly, and, and there's a context for this. It's about the history of like essentially black people's contributions to horror cinema and it goes through all of history and it goes through how basic how how it's evolved essentially how they were just token characters to just like accessories to main characters towards finally now becoming you know having ownership and you know with movies like get out and stuff coming out like actually you know having a real voice in this one thing that they mentioned was i i forgot the name of the character trope that they said but essentially the person who's just like a noble sacrifice for the main character and how we're supposed to be like, oh, that's so good of them. But the character doesn't have any agency for themselves. They only exist to be sacrificed for someone else. That's exactly what Joel the Lump of Coal is. He all, he just wants to be make a kid happy. And that and that he was pre-written to have that be his arc. Now, Nick, what you call lack of agency, I call destiny. <laughs> well, I don't like it. Well, destiny doesn't like you. Well, I don't believe in destiny, so... Well, she believes in you. Shut up. Oh, wait, that that shouldn't be said in anger. She believes in you. Steve, you don't know how to say anything other than in anger. She believes in you! I just did. I just did. Fuck you. Oh, wait, I hear it. I, I'm trying to think if there's any part of this that I do appreciate, because, like I said, it's, it's such... This, for, I kind of like the irony of a Christmas song positing such an overtly cruel world. It's very not Christmassy, and I kind of like the uh, juxtaposition of that. But it still does hit at too much of that forced sentimentality angle, which is just a short, short circuits my brain to immediately not liking it. You like the part in the middle where Santa was a dick. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Oh, I like it when I like it when good and pure things are degraded and taken to their lowest common denominator. Steve, literally everyone involved in this is a fictional character. Okay, I can take joy in that. You don't know that. 
I told you the little boy was Donald Trump. I don't think so. You said he had self-awareness. Oh, that's true. You're right. But that's it, guys. That's that's the end of um that's the end of the killer's Joel lump of coal. Uh the rest is just instrumental. Um I hope you enjoyed yourselves in a weird way. You know, now I'm thinking about it. Nick might be right about this song, though. <laughs> it's kind of like where really nice people throw themselves at assholes and they just suck the life out of them and take out the diamonds to keep it all for themselves. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's an honest representation of the world, but I'm not going to lie. The only time I just want happy-go-lucky music is for four to six weeks around Christmas. That's all, yeah. That's all I want. And, you know, for a song that was written to raise money for the Red Campaign, you would think they would want to try to make a song that people would want to listen to more than once to raise more money. But after this, who's going to be like, oh, yeah, put that bad boy on again? So the fun the fun thing is, is that um, the most popular song they ever did was the very first one mm. that I mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, the rest of them have been popular as well, but, like, that's the one that is, like, a pure Christmas song. Uh, every other one they've released over the the course of that decade was not a Christmas song that you put into a rotation. It was very yeah. obviously a thing they did for this particular cause, and that's it. Because they're not, for the most part, happy Christmas songs. No. Few of them involve uh, murder and bounty hunting in the Old West. Uh, but we'll get to them at another point in time. But that's the one I decided to intro you guys on. Well, you know... And it really helps me because now I don't have to fucking pick a new Christmas song every fucking year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for introducing it, Steve. Uh, And I guess thank you all listeners for tuning in this week. Uh, We should have mentioned this at the top, but we got our Spotify year in review sort of stats back. I just want to say thank you for everyone who's obviously listening on all platforms, but especially Spotify. We had some, we had some, some wonderful growth on that platform. So thank you, everyone who's tuning in there. That's growth. Yes, thank you, India. Oh yes, thank you, India, with a whopping hundred and forty-two percent growth year over year. We don't know how you found us, but thank you so much for listening. I also, I, I before this, I was like, oh, I'll learn. I'll learn uh, how to say thank you in Hindu, and I am not going to try to pronounce it. It's just going to drive people away. Yeah. So in Hindi, Hindi, thank you. <laughs> um, but see, already I fucked up, so I'm not even going to try at this point. Something's hard to do, then don't even try. That's what I've learned. Uh, That's what Joel the Lump of Coal has taught me. Damn straight. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Check us out on Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me personally on my Twitter and Instagram. Just look for Nick Brigadier. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell, where can we find you? You can find me on MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMar.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, check out the social media. Why not send us a song suggestion for our next listener-submitted episode? Yes. And why don't you tell... Uh, oh, I'm trying to make... I want to repeat the same thing I said last time. What did I ask last time? Not your nice list? Because I'd ask that this time, for sure. You know what? That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to take a poll, ladies and gentlemen. It's not even a fill-in-the-blanker on this one. We're going to see how many naughty listeners we have and how many nice ones. And you can take naughty any way you want. We'll call this Joel Joel the Lump of Pole. Uh, <laughs> I got a lump of pole for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's start a fire, baby. <laughs> so you're saying it's a lump. 
It's a respectful lump of pull. It's a respectful halfy. Uh, Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo, on my personal website, stephentrolger.com, on our our Dapper Devil Productions website, and uh, you can find me singing the praises of Christmas from December 23rd to December 30th. Ooh, where can we, where can we hear that? Oh no, they won't hear that. I'll be I'll be doing it at home. Oh, do do just, an Instagram live for God's sake. That <laughs> that's when I choose to do it. I don't let people bully me into celebrating a month and a half of Christmas. You know, Steve, for everything I said about Joel the lump of coal, he had a at least he had a gift and he shared it with someone. You have all these gifts that you just keep for yourself. It's the opposite of the Christmas spirit. Well, maybe I'm just waiting for the right moment for my heart to grow three sizes. And hopefully Mike's lump will grow the same. (laughs) (laughs) For everyone's sake. Uh, Well, thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Until next week's Christmas episode, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm sorry, West Virginia. (laughs) Shout out to our West Virginia listeners. And we will see you next week. Take care.